Welcome to this episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, hosted by Lynn. I have lived as an estranged parent. I will always love my adult son and my adult daughter. And I thank them for getting me to this transformative place in my life. So join me now for my own Once Upon a Time, my story of estrangement. This is Lynn from Once Upon a Time, from Storybook to Estrangement. By way of career, I am a professor, author, and entrepreneur. By way of a lived experience, I identify as an estranged parent. Let me start by saying my lived experience as an estranged parent is, without a doubt, the single most difficult experience in my lifetime. My healing journey continues, and this podcast is one step in that journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement with Lynn. Today, I have two very, very special guests. And as their story unfolds, you will see that they have become iconic symbols for the show, Once Upon a Time, but with a little twist. Once Upon a Time, from storybook to estrangement and to storybook again. So I'm going to start the interview, but first I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves to the audience. So let's start with Brunwyn. Bronwyn and Brian, let's start with Bronwyn. Bronwyn, would you please introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, thank you very much, Lynn. Hello, everybody. My name is Bronwyn, and um, I'm um, f- from the UK. Um, I am estranged from my son, but um, other than that, um, I've lived in several European countries, speak several languages. And um, I like a challenge in life. Thank you, Bronwyn. Brian, would you introduce yourself to the audience? Yes. Uh, Good morning, Lynn. Uh, Yes, I am Brian. I am in Florida in the United States. Uh, I have three adult daughters who uh, are uh, intermittently estranged from me. And uh, I expect we may talk more about that during the podcast. Uh, And I'm very happy to be here and and um, look forward to our discussion today. Thank you. Well, I'm so happy to have the two of you with me today. Listen as Brian and Bronwyn continue their story of estrangement and romance. I think people will be amazed to hear you thanking your son for where you are and how meeting Brian has been so transformative it's been a, it's a transformation for your life. Yes, yes, I think for both our lives, you know, and and I think we both, you know, we we both recognize that, you know. Before we run out of time, I I do want to ask this question, and I think I know part of an answer. Um, I want to ask, what has your children's reaction been to your relationship? 
Brian, can I start with you? If there well, is, they don't know yeah, about no, Yeah, they they don't know yet. Um, they um, and it's my my prayer is that when I do share it with them, that they will accept it and be happy for me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you anticipate that happening? Their acceptance? Oh, one of the things I've learned in life is never to presume to know what somebody else thinks. Mm -hmm. um, I can just hope for the best. Yeah. Bronwyn. Um, I, I did let my son know um, and he did send a he did send a short reply um, to say, I'm very happy for you. Um, and I take, you know, I, I, I took that. Um, it, it felt, I have to be honest, the, the reply felt a little distance. But then we have had four years of non-communication and he has changed and I have changed. And um, I've... I've worked on my feelings about that that message, and I'm I'm in a good place, and I thank him for um, the respect that he gave in wishing me happiness. Whether whether we ever will reconnect, that's not for me to decide. I think life will decide, and I hope that he is happy and following his life as I am very happy in following mine. Ron, I want to go back to, and again, I know we're running out of time, but I said I would go back to this whole idea of lost time. And I want to close by asking you to respond to how will this sense of lost time and, and Brian you you went back to the two examples of I yes. waited a few days to write the email and then we waited too long to book for for the flight to arrive in in the U.S. Um, what does lost time mean for you in terms of the future in terms of either being present through mindfulness and and looking towards your future how does that change you when I when I realize when I recognize that time has been that I have squandered time, it is a reminder to refocus on the present mm. and to use my life, use whatever time I do have, as effectively as possible. Um, so so there's the uh, you know the tautology there of of on the one hand if I'm thinking of the lost time then I'm not really in the present and and yet when I do think of that lost time it a I in my meditation practice has helped with this when I do recognize that I'm thinking of that lost time I'm able to put that thought aside and refocus on whatever it is that um, that I should be doing at this moment um, and so it's been helpful to, um, to recognize that I've, those are only two examples of time that I've lost in my life. And, 
we all have way too many of those examples in our own lives. Mm. Um, and, and we shouldn't punish ourselves for those. We should just use it as a reminder to, to get back to work, get back to doing, to, to spending our lives the way our lives should be spent. I love that. What about the, the concept of lost time and how that applies to your life? Um, for me, I've always gone, um, I think, being a more creative person. Um, I don't see it as lost time. I see timing as everything and everything happens at the time of when it's meant to happen. And that's where we don't have any control uh, over things. And I've, you know, I've looked back over my life and seen how when I was being very impatient and wanting things to happen, they didn't happen. And there was a very good, very good reason. And, you know, going back to the examples of lost time that Brian gave, you know, looking back, you know, there was me wanting a, a reply instantly that Sunday afternoon, <laughs> but it was so beautiful that it, it didn't come until the Tuesday because I appreciated it even more because I'd had to wait and I had had, you know, time time with it. And so um, the joy was even greater when that email dropped in my inbox on that Tuesday. And um, again, with the booking of, of, of the flights, there were things that needed to be done and prepared. And, you know, it was it was it was a process. So um, I think I, I've, I've learned as much as I've been a very impatient person in my life. I've learned that um, there's a wonderful um, Japanese expression of wabi-sabi and wab, uh, uh, no, wabi-sabi, something else, sorry, wu-wei. Wu-wei is the um, art of um, going with the flow. Uh, wabi-sabi mm -hmm. is the art of embracing the imperfection, which I've also learned, but wu-wei is the... Um, is the art of going with the flow and not um, not trying to force the universe to move at your speed, but you to be in harmony with it. And um, I had a I had a moment uh, last weekend. Brian took me to this amazing place here in Florida, Morikami, and its beautiful Japanese gardens and mm. Japanese museum. And there were some beautiful meditation gardens. And as you can imagine, in a Japanese garden, there are lots of bamboo, giant bamboo, meters high. And it was a windy day. And I said to Brian, look at the bamboo swaying in the wind. And I said, that's what I want to learn to do is to sway more with the wind than to sway against it. And I think with time and with our journey, on our estrangement, if somebody could have said to me at the beginning of my estrangement journey, go with the flow, mm. be with your emotions, don't try to fight those emotions. If you're feeling absolutely wretched and a heap on the living room floor, honor that. And when you feel you're having a good day and you're smiling, don't feel guilty, honor that too. I don't think in life we're taught to honor how we feel. And like those bamboo, you need to, I need to sway with the wind and not against it. And listening to Bronwyn 
how could I not love her? <laughs> that was both of you. I, I'm, I, Brian Bronwyn, I just wrote down that the two of you have this undefinable energy. And I could feel it. I feel it through the words. I feel it through the, the accounts and the stories. I feel it through how the poems impacted one another and how the emails impacted you. And I just have to say that I feel so privileged to know you, to be a part of this love and life journey. And every week, I look forward to what's what are they going to say this week and what are they going to contribute in the parent group because it's always something that touches either all of us or some of us but profoundly touches and I am just elated that I got a chance to share in this one little snapshot in terms of our time together or two hours together a snapshot into your journey and I so appreciate the openness the honesty the vulnerability and for letting the audience know that estrangement can teach us and that estrangement can be tr transformative and you guys are the the icons you know I just need to change the name as I said before from storybook to estrangement the storybook again so I'm Lynn, you both can I before going obviously we've spoken a lot about my poems and I wondered if you would allow me to read that very very first poem that I had written about my estrangement to share with the audience so that they get a snippet of what we've been talking about when I was going to ask you to read a poem, but since I didn't prepare you for that, I'm like, no, don't have her do that. But yes, yes, okay. I would love for you to read a poem. So as I, as I mentioned in, in that snippet, which people might have forgotten about because there's been so much said, this, this poem, I wrote this poem in November uh, 2019 and it was the first time I had ever written a poem in my life um, I had not had I'd never even read a poem before so it was a bit of a shock but it just came out and this was how I was feeling this day struggling with the concept of letting go letting go of my son and so the poem is called letting go let go let go, let go. They keep telling me to let go, but how? And how do you know when you have let go? They let go, they say, if you want to move forward, want to be free and free those you want to let go. I've cried a million tears and um, a million more times. I've visualized letting go and walking free. I can't find the answers or the solution to my aching heart and the cloud of despair. How do you let go? Let go of the very heart of me. How do you release the pain, the love, the deep connection, the bond of love and life? How do you just let go of the most precious thing in your life? How do you let go and release your only child? 
that same child who lived inside you and continues to be deep-rooted and present forever. How do you cut those ties? Wave goodbye and hope you'll hear something one day soon. It's been 20 months now since we last spoke and 21 since our last hug. If I knew how to really let go and set you free, I would. I'll keep on trying, even though I'm dying inside. Letting go is good, they say. It's unconditional love. It's having faith, trusting life and God to uplift and hold. It's knowing I won't fall, I'll be strong. I'll carry on until that day I get that call, the day I just let go and set you free. I don't dare follow that. That was one of the amazing poems that Brownwood has shared with our group. We are so honored and blessed to have you as part of that group, Brownwood, sharing the depths, the hurt, the pain. It's indescribable, but yet you can put it into words that people can feel. Thank you. It's It's been an honor to be able to share it with parents, and it's been an honor to to be here today and to share my story with you and all those who listen. And I hope that whoever's listening to this and who's ever going through the estrangement, I hope you can feel my love and support and know that you're not alone. Thank you both. And I hope you two will come back for a future episode. Oh, we would love that, yes. Try keeping us away. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you to Brian and Bronwyn for sharing their love story, their love connection. It really sounds like a fairy tale, but a fairy tale that's so real. Thank you both. Yes. Thank you so much, Lynn. We loved it. Thank you. Once upon a time, from storybook to estrangement, are my own stories of my lived experience. This is not intended for counseling, therapy, medical care, or crisis care. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Each estrangement journey begins with honesty, hope, and healing. Please join us again on the next episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement.